BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Note to Self. I'm your host, Peyton Sarton, and I am so excited for this episode today. So this is another episode that is part of my summer series we have going on right now. We did how to prep for summer. We've done the summer state of the union. We've done summer favorites and got really nitty gritty and specific with some of my friends about that. And now we are going to do healthy habits that I am trying to incorporate into my summer routine. So I like to live like seasonally, it feels like. So like, I don't know if this is my obsession with like aesthetics or what, or like my love for a vision board, but I feel like in summer, I just like to have this really healthy, vibrant, free, kind of maybe slower energy. Whereas like fall, I love to dive into like fall themed things. I love fall fashions. I love I feel like I work more in the fall, especially around like fashion week and things like that. I love being in cities like on the East Coast in the fall. I love going to New York in the fall. But summertime feels very, I don't know, it feels very much more my natural speed. As many of you guys might know if you've been around here for a little while, I grew up on the panhandle of Florida until I was like eight, like literally on the beach. And then I moved to Texas and now I live in Southern California. So I feel like I've always just been in like a summer season or a place that we have just a lot of summer going on. So I feel like it's more my natural like vibe to be out in the sun and to be by the water or like by a lake or something like that. So like summertime, I just I feel the most myself. So again, with the living seasonally thing, For summer, it's just like a whole themed event for a few months. And of course, I moved to Los Angeles specifically because I love the sun and it feels like summer all the time or most of the time. Right now, it's kind of gloomy. It's been a little gloomy in L.A. for a little while, but I'm ready for that to burn off and be like it to be full summer season because summer in Southern California is truly the best. I also love summer in Texas. People people don't love that as much, but I, I love it because I love the heat. Like I love it's very nostalgic to like be in like the hottest weather ever. I mean, Texas is like, what, 105 every day in the summer. And like you walk into like a store and the AC like blasts you. And there's like this, it's a very specific experience. Or like you get into your car and the seatbelt burns you or something. (laughs) It's very me. It makes me feel nostalgic. Or you, you are so hot all day that you jump into a pool and like have a little popsicle or something. Like that reminds me of my childhood. That's my exact childhood. Just like so sweaty and gross and grimy in the summertime, but it was always my favorite part of the year, no matter what, even if it was 105 degrees outside. So this summer series is something fun for me to do just because like, this is how my mind works during the seasons. Cause then again, I said fall, we hit winter time. I'm more like about cozy and I guess slowing down again. So we're doing like a slow down summer that's like literally free. And then I've got like a more fast paced fall and then a slow winter time. And then we go fast paced in the spring too. You know what I mean? So anyway, I'm obsessed with summer. That's me explaining my obsession with summer and the reason I wanted to do the summer series. So I've loved all the episodes so far and I really wanted to get into the nitty gritty of 
like the healthy things I'm doing for myself, mind, body, soul this summertime. And we're going to get really specific. And today's episode, I'm so excited to be recording in partnership with Nike. I've got on my favorite Nike set. I actually have this in a couple different colors. If you're watching this on video, it's a hoodie that's like kind of a mauve pink color and shorts. They're like sweat shorts. I also have this sweat pants that go with this as well. And you can't see my shoes, but I love the sneakers I'm wearing right now. I literally live in Nike and I'm so excited to partner with them on this episode in particular because I feel like it just is right in line with their vibe. You know what I mean? So let's talk about healthy summer habits. Let's get right into it. So I have separated this into mind, body, soul. We're going to start with the body because that's just the one that was easiest for me to like come up with a list when I was like making this, you know, creating this episode. I kind of just brainstorm, add some things to a list so I can remember what I want to talk about. And then we kind of spitball from there. So let's get into this. We're going to get specific about summer habits too. And these are really simple things for you to implement into your daily life. Things that I've been trying to implement into my daily life. And if you guys have any suggestions for me, please let me know. Uh, Maybe I should create another like submissions form for like healthy habits or self-love habits that you guys implement on a daily basis if you can. That's a big thing for me, by the way, too. When I'm talking about habits, I'm talking about doing these things consistently rather than it's like, like we talked about in the prepping for summer episode, how we are like doing a full spring cleaning in the spring. That's why they call it spring cleaning. But we're doing that in preparation for summer. That's not really a habit. That's more of like obviously a one-time thing that you're doing. These are going to be specific habits. So we're starting with body. We're getting into our bodies. Okay. So number one habit I've been trying to implement, and it's been kind of difficult because I'm really lazy in the morning, (laughs) which y'all are going to laugh because I'll just explain in a second. Getting sunlight in my eyes upon waking up. Not the exact moment that I wake up. Obviously, I lay there for a hot sec because doesn't everybody. But I actually, off of my bedroom, I can go off to my like outside into a patio area that I have. And it's when I say three feet from my bed, (laughs) it would be the easiest thing ever for me to get up and just like have my eyes open in the morning into the sun. So I have to like force myself to do that though, because I am so lazy. I just want to lay there forever and like be on my phone and do all the things. But I know that Andrew Huberman talks about this on his podcast about getting sunlight in your eyes first thing in the morning, if you can. And it helps with like your circadian rhythm and your brain and all these other things. I'm not sure the exact science behind it. Obviously he has like a full episode on it. It's like two hours long. So I'm not, I can't distill it down for you, but I trust him. And I'm trying to create that habit. It also just feels good. And I feel like it really does wake me up in the morning. Number two kind of goes along with this, getting outside, getting my vitamin D, getting into the sun, obviously wearing SPF on my face and like obviously my neck and everything like that. I'm working on my skin right now. So you'll know that I'm big on that. But getting outside just makes me feel good. I know it's good for you to be outside in the sun, in nature, connecting, grounding. I love to just like go to the park or go to the beach or something like that. I feel I just feel physically better when I'm outside. I feel like more in my like natural human state. Honestly, I really feel like I mean, I wish I was a person that lived in like a tropical jungle oasis. I feel like that's where I naturally need to thrive. Like if I could live in a tropical oasis, like kind of like Tarzan and Jane vibes, but like I would not have to wear any clothes because there's no one around. That would be my ideal goal in life. So maybe maybe that's more of a retirement thing even though, I don't know, naked me running around (laughs) as a retired woman. I can't. That would be my dream. That's actually going to go on my list of things that I tell my potential future husband. Like, what do I see in my future? I see myself living in a a (laughs) treehouse and always being naked. We, We need to align on that one for sure. All right. Now, after I've gotten outside, there's sunlight in my eyes. I love a nice stretch in the morning. It doesn't need to be like a super intense, like full yoga session. The Nike training app actually has, or it's the Nike training club is what it's called app has stretch sessions on there. They also have like workout sessions you could do in the morning. But anyway, I use that in the morning. I have a patio, like I said, off my bedroom. So I actually got this huge yoga mat. Like it's almost like a double sized yoga mat, like two yoga mats together, like side by side for me to go out there on the patio and stretch and just like wake up my body, get my blood moving. It really takes like five minutes. And, you know, again, it doesn't need to be very intense, but I feel like a nice stretch, even if it's just getting up out of bed for a second and doing a quick stretch by your bed, doesn't need to be outside. It just makes you feel 
better. And I feel like as I'm getting older and I'm feeling my body (laughs) start to like almost hit limitations in a way, or like I'm walking and like my hip feels like it went out of place for a second. That happened to me the other day, by the way, I was walking and it felt like my hip kind of just like, I don't know, it just got messed up for a second. And then it like went back into place. And I almost had a mental breakdown. I was like, is this how people have to go get hip replacements? I'm only, I'm 29. Okay. Like why are my hips doing this scary thing already? So I really want to make sure I'm stretching. I also talked to my trainer who I work out with twice a week strength training. And she was like, you need to incorporate more stretching for, you know, your hips and your back and your legs, everything like that, just not only to help your overall health, but to help you be able to lift better and more efficiently so you can like reach more of your strength training goals as well. So stretching is such a huge thing. It's a quick thing you can do in the morning. I also like to do it throughout the day if I can, but stretching, 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 that's just such an easy habit to implement for your body. And again, take a couple minutes. I mean, take one minute if you need to. One minute is better than no minutes. Just to stretch everything out and breathe through your body and kind of just like connect with yourself early in the morning. I feel like it feels so good, but it's something that I have to this point kind of just like forgotten about. So definitely that. And again, check out the Nike Training Club app for easy like little stretching routines for the morning. As we discuss on Note to Self constantly, Women are multidimensional, and so are the ways we feel good in our bodies. Nike knows that, and now they've made their most meaningful investment in women yet with products that work for every woman, every body, and every part of your movement journey. From leggings that move with you and keep you worry-free during your period, which is huge, to super soft, versatile bras and sneakers that let you flex to your fullest, Nike is here to help you feel your all. So go ahead and reach further into that stretch or push it during your run because Nike's got you. No matter what your fave workout or way to exercise is, Nike has something for you. They've invested a ton of time and money into figuring out what feels and fits best for us. For example, how many of you stress about your period when you're working out? I am on high alert during my workouts, whether it's in the gym, in a class, or on a simple walk during that time of the month which is why Nike just introduced awesome leak protection biker shorts. They're made with an ultra thin liner, which means you can work out or chill out without worry. I think that is absolutely iconic. Nike is so dedicated to making women feel comfy during movement and mindfulness that they have performed thousands, okay, thousands of body scans on actual women to engineer bras that provide all the support for the way we move. So they've got the girls covered for any activity you're doing. And speaking of comfy, I am living in my Nike Go and Nike Zenby leggings constantly. The Go leggings feature Infinilock fabric to lock you in so you can go the distance. These also have lots of pockets, which is key. While the Zenby leggings with buttery soft InfoSoft fabric provide gentle support that unlocks your every twist and turn. I own multiple pairs of both of these leggings, as I'm sure you've seen me sporting on my Instagram stories all the time. So head over to Nike.com today to discover all the ways that Nike helps you feel your all. That's Nike.com, N-I-K-E.com. All right. This one goes without saying, but water, it's obviously hotter outside. Dehydration is not cute. I'm kind of dehydrated right now, actually. So I should be, this is truly, as y'all know, note to self is really a note to myself. Like I brainstorm ways for me to improve my life. And then I talk about it on a mic. So this isn't me saying I do every single one of these things effectively. This is me saying like, this is the blueprint that I'm making in my brain for myself. And I'm just sharing it with you guys too. So water, lately I've been putting in my water, the element little packets. So like the electrolyte packets, I really love those. I like the lemon lime flavor the best. And then I also do the Armora packets. They're this, it's a thing called colostrum. It's like liquid gold. Basically, if you all have watched my YouTube videos, I've partnered with Armour for a couple different things, but they're not a sponsor of the podcast or anything like that. I just really love the product and it's really helpful for your immune system, your gut. And also it helps me drink more water to have little things like that to throw into my water. I actually have a very on brand Nike water bottle that I use like every single day of my life. And I just will get up. I'll put in like my AG1 in the morning, I'll put in there and then I'll put in my element at some point, any kind of like BCAAs or pre-workout. I love like a water bottle with a straw. That's absolutely key for me to get enough water and then also have like all my various packets I put in the water to make things more interesting or sparkling water too as well. All right, next for my body, I'm getting in the habit of 
before I have like a really sugary meal or a really like carb heavy meal. So like a lot of pasta or pizza or something like that, I will have a shot of apple cider vinegar before I have that meal. The reason is I have been researching a lot about insulin levels, insulin resistance, things like that. And it's linked to so many pretty serious diseases. So I've been following a lot of people on TikTok for this. And there's a guy that I've talked about before. His name is Insulin Resistant One. And he wears a glucose monitor and will eat various foods or eat foods in various like orders. So let's say he'll have a piece of pizza and he will note his glucose spikes or his insulin. I don't even know how to say this phrase properly, but he'll he'll note the spike and then the immediate drop off that will make you kind of feel like sluggish and and tired and all those things. So he will do the pizza and then he will do something like eat a salad before he eats the pizza. And I'm assuming like it's like the fat and the fibers in the salad. You guys can go watch his his social media. It's on TikTok to see like the science behind this. But the spike lessens when he has the salad before. And then he'll do something like have an apple cider vinegar shot before he eats the pizza and the spike lessens even more. So keeping that in a normal range, quote, normal range on this glucose monitor is like his goal. But he's showing all these little little tactics you can do to still enjoy the pizza, but keep your levels in check. Um, Also, you could do things like eat the pizza and go on a walk after. So usually before I eat a carb-heavy meal, I have an apple cider vinegar shot. I'll do it with water and maybe some lemon in there. I also have ginger juice. So I make these, I order these little shot, like little wellness shot glass container things from Amazon. I ordered like a dozen of them. They came in one big pack. And then I'll just make those every week. And when I remember, or if I'm going to like a big meal or something, I'll usually remember to throw one in my purse or something. It's not like super, super, super serious. I could be more serious about it, but it's just more when I remember. And I feel like I've noticed a difference in my energy levels after I eat certain foods. I'm also a person like you'll know, I'm not going to cut those foods from my life. I love pasta. I love pizza. I love dessert. I love to go out for a drink with my friends and I drink like an espresso martini. There's a ton of sugar in that. So I just like to do little tweaks and pick up these little habits that will help me be able to live the life I want to live just in a little bit of a healthier way. So I'll do that. If I don't have the apple cider vinegar shot, I will do before I start eating dinner or something like that. If I'm at a, at a big dinner, I'll do a warm cup of water with lemon just to like kind of prime myself before a meal. And I feel like that's always made me feel a little bit better after like a big meal for sure. So moving on, getting into the habit of prioritizing movement. So for me, obviously, this does mean working out. I schedule in two workouts a week, but also it, it means almost slowing down enough to prioritize for me walking everywhere. So if I can walk somewhere, I make it a goal to walk there instead of like getting my car parking and being lazy. Sometimes I'm still lazy. It just depends on how much time I have. But I do try to, if I can walk somewhere, carve out enough time in my day to slow down and walk because then I can listen to a podcast or something like that. I can be outside like I as one of my, you know, my habits for, you know, my body being outside more. And I will say I live somewhere that is easy to walk in. So it's easy for me to say this. Also, I live in Los Angeles where the weather is typically pretty okay for me to walk. And I live somewhere safe. So all of these things, I'll disclaim all of that before. But walking for me is therapeutic and also getting my steps in. I feel like I credit that to me getting in shape faster because I truly only strength train twice a week. And I've been pretty consistent, but there's some weeks like this week, I'm not doing any strength training just because my schedule didn't align with my trainers. And so I try to walk more and, you know, schedule in some kind of workout if I have time. But truly, instead of prioritizing specific workouts, I think just like moving around is great. Making sure you're up and at them, cleaning your apartment, doing whatever. Like I notice I have my aura ring on all day and I We'll see that my activity goal is being reached like when I'm just running errands, walking to, you know, the post office and then like up organizing or cleaning my apartment. So that's all movement, just like anything to get me off the couch or up out of my chair from like working my laptop all day is key for me. Okay, my next habit for my body, getting ahead of each week, planning my meals. This also helps with my bank account, but I have been doing like a weekly menu. I'll do some research on TikTok and see what looks good. And then I will plan ahead and then order my groceries, usually online. I'll do like my little order delivery from Whole Foods or I'll actually go in and go shopping. But I 
order very specifically on my grocery list so I don't get anything extra. I also notice that if I don't go in, I actually spend less money on stuff because I'm not like picking out extra stuff. I literally go through, make my weekly menu, including my snacks. And then I reverse engineer my grocery list from there. And then I order those groceries. They show up at my door. Everything's great. So that's typically my, that's my normal habit. I've started like in the past like month or so. I specifically do this too when I'm on my way back from a trip. So like on the plane, I will create my grocery list and then I will order it on online and then it'll be like delivered by the time I get home basically, which is, it feels so good. Maybe I should do a full episode on resetting after a trip because I love my post-trip reset routine. All right. So that just makes you also be able to get ahead like of being healthy throughout the week as well. So I'm less likely to order out. I won't say like, I don't do like a lot of crazy. I don't know how to explain this. I try to, like I said earlier, healthify the things that I like. So like this week's on the menu this week, I have, I have my sourdough toast every morning. I love sourdough avocado toast. So I have that. I went and got these like really great pickled red onions to put on the avocado toast with some really good feta. I like really good quality foods and like almost like artisan foods. It's like one of my hobbies now (laughs) to go buy this stuff. But then I have like two fried eggs and then I'll have some kind of fruit. Like I picked up some fruit, some peaches uh, when I was in Malibu last, like a little at a fruit stand. That's what I had this morning. So I I will order most of that stuff on Whole Foods, pick up stuff as I as I go. You can also order like really cool like spices or toppings or whatever on very cute little artisan stores online, which we can get into later as well. So I got that. And then I wanted to do steaks this week. I'm only in town for like three full days this week. So I got myself, I ordered myself some top sirloin from ButcherBox. And then I also got myself potatoes because I love mashed potatoes. Steak and potatoes are my, it's my favorite meal. It's definitely my go-to. It's the thing that makes my stomach hurt the least too. So this week in the mashed potatoes, I was experimenting with putting blended cottage cheese in the mashed potatoes because I saw that on TikTok and I actually had them last night. They were so good. I did the whole, like I roasted the garlic in the oven before, blended the cottage cheese, and then I put the cottage cheese in the mashed potatoes to kind of whip them up a little bit more. And it was so bomb. The cottage cheese adds extra protein. All the meat and everything I eat is super clean. So this is how I'm explaining, like I'm healthifying things that I really like, adding nutritional value to the potatoes, for example. And then for lunch this week, I've been having just grilled chicken with like a Greek salad. I love a Greek salad so much. So I got like tomatoes, red onions, olives, things like that. Order that all to my door. I get ahead of my meals and I feel, I just feel better about my life and also my body loves it. So highly recommend getting ahead, making it a schedule to kind of plan your weekly menu. I love planning my weekly menu. Like I will actually usually plan it on Fridays because I'm just so excited to like write it out. I don't know what it is, but that's my favorite habit probably on this list so far for my body. And then lastly for my body, I'm really trying to do a better job of prioritizing sleep. Now, this cannot always be like exactly perfect, especially with traveling and going out and like having a good time on the weekends and stuff. My aura ring definitely helps with this. And it's just nice to be aware of my sleep schedule. I I try to get eight hours of sleep no matter what, like if I have like a workout class in the morning that I really want to go to, but it's going to cause me to sleep less than like that eight hour mark, I will not be going to that workout class. Like I will forfeit working out for sleep any day. I know it's super important for you. And I've definitely been trying to prioritize the quality of my sleep as well. So doing things like having the hatch alarm clock or doing the red light at night rather than the overhead light or putting on my blue light glasses at nighttime too, especially if I'm going to be on my phone, winding down earlier. These are all things I'm trying to do to make my sleep better. My bed is also extra comfy. I do have that on my aura ring. It'll be like, you look, you're extra ready today because it seems like your sleep environment is really good just based on the way that you're sleeping. And then I just feel good about myself. And I know that I will not regret one, feeding my body the things that it needs and two, sleeping really well, like as I get older, you know, and three, stretching. That's a good one. All right. Let's move on to mind. What I'm doing, habits for my mind that are my goals. I don't necessarily always kill it with these habits. Also, I want to say the point of these habits is to improve your life. I don't want to give you a huge to-do list. So just incorporate ones that you feel called to do. Incorporate them as little or as much as you want. So let's say the stretching thing again. Maybe you want to stretch for, I don't know, do a full yoga session and do like a 20, 30 minute thing in the morning. 
If that's good for you, it works for your schedule, do it. If you only have five minutes, just do it for five minutes. It's not a big deal how like how specific we're getting with like the time frame here. It's just more about consistency when it comes to these habits. Okay, so for mind, I say this because we're about to start talking about reading. Okay, my goal is 10 pages a day. Sometimes I don't make it there. Sometimes I don't make it to any pages a day. But I do notice that when I read something, it just gets my brain working in a different way. And I think that's super healthy for your mind. You don't want to get stagnant. And I notice too, like when I stop using my brain actively, which is kind of easy to go into autopilot mode if you do the same things every day. When I stop using my brain actively and learning new things, I'll start to fall into like almost like pre-depressive episode. Like I love using my brain. I know this is something about me that I like. It's not always my favorite thing to do because sometimes learning new things is definitely a challenge, but reading is an easy way to do this for me. Whether it's fiction or nonfiction, it does get your brain moving. Um, And we'll talk about what I like to read in a second. Okay. So meditating. This is another one. This is one that's really hard for me. So I'm not going to push myself to meditate for even like 10 minutes. Like even if I take five minutes out of my day at some point to sit there calmly and meditate or be mindful at least of my breathing, I notice this is really helpful for me like to like mentally reset. The Nike Training Club app also has like little mindfulness sessions. I know that there's one that Meg the Stallion does and y'all know how I feel about Meg the Stallion. (laughs) She is my favorite person on the freaking planet, but they have a lot of different like mindfulness sessions and helpful tips on things like that as well. So that's a good resource to have. And I think that meditation can be really, what is the word I'm thinking of? It can be intimidating. And for me, it definitely is. And again, I know that I'm, I verge on the side of anxiety. So I like to just give myself less to do, meaning kind of what I said earlier If I only have five minutes in me, I'm only going to use five minutes. And I'm going to try to train myself to use that five minutes to the fullest. I'm going to set everything aside and be like, hey, it's only five minutes or it's only 10 pages or it's only five pages a day that you're reading or whatever the habit is. Implementing these things consistently in the way that you can is the most important thing. So after the meditation situation, it is big for me too. like I said, to learn new things. And this is very simple. It kind of, I'm kind of giving that moment when Kylie Jenner was like, this is the year of realizing things. <laughs> like, obviously it's important to learn new things, but actively to learn like a new skill for me just gives me life. And right now we've talked about cooking is my new skill that I want to learn. So for me, it's doing a little bit of this skill every day, whether it's actually cooking or getting on TikTok and researching new recipes or going on like Skillshare, which is like an app where you can use it on your desktop and searching like knife skills or something. Like I just watched like an eight minute video this morning on knife skills, <laughs> doing something every day that teaches me a new skill within my new skill that I'm trying to learn this summer. I told you all in the prep episode, like I think it's so fun to have like a, a set skill you're trying to learn, whether it's something like cooking or a language or something in the arts. It's just fun to have that kind of element in your life because I feel like as we get older, we're not in school anymore and we're not doing these things. You forget about them a little bit and you forget how how much joy it can bring you and also how much it can help your brain to learn these new things all the time. So I try to do a little bit every single day in the cooking realm, even if it's just making my breakfast in the morning and using like a new ingredient or something. I try to incorporate that in my daily life so it becomes a habit every single day. Okay. This is another one that is good for your mind, but is also difficult, kind of in the meditation realm, but meditation will help with this. It is training my mind to think positive thoughts. So instead of thinking like, oh, what could go wrong, which is normally how my mind works, especially as a person with anxiety, I'm always looking for how things could go wrong so I can get ahead of them before they go wrong. But now I I saw a TikTok the other day that put this into words that I understood that was kind of more like, if you can focus on all the ways this can go wrong, Can't you just also focus on all the ways that it could go right as well? So it kind of comes down to me. If things do go wrong at this point, I though I have used I'm I'm used to like troubleshooting in the past and trying to get ahead of it. Now I know if something goes wrong, I can handle it. I trust myself. I'll be fine. But focusing on the ways things could go right just helps my brain every single day. But this is difficult to get control of your brain. I would argue it's maybe the most important skill you'll ever have in your entire life because it just makes every other thing that you do in your life better. But it 
is incredibly difficult, which is standard, right? Like the things that are probably going to be the most important to us (laughs) or bring us the most joy or fulfillment are the most difficult usually to implement. And I think getting control of your thoughts and your brain is one of those things. It's going to be a lifelong thing. I absolutely do not have control of my thoughts, but it's something I'm actively working towards each day is making a habit of noticing when I'm being really negative or I'm trying to protect myself or my ego with these like negative thoughts ruminating rather than just like focusing on the positive or expecting the positive really. And that becoming a habit is a huge thing for me in the past couple of years. And it's something that's really important for me to bring forward into my life, especially as I get older and want to get married and have kids and stuff like that. I think it's so important to bring that energy into your family. And that's something that's really important to me. So I'm starting now. We're starting right now. Okay, let's see. I am making a habit of slowing down and not only slowing down in little ways every single day, but slowing down, like having a slow day during the week where I just sit at home all day and I don't expect much from myself. So by this, I mean, I like to kind of schedule like a work day from home, like on the computer, because I feel like a lot of my job right now is coming in, you know, to record like this going to meetings or traveling a lot right now. I have so many back-to-back-to-back trips coming up for work. So having a day in my own apartment to slow down, to listen to podcasts, to watch a show while I work and do admin and do things that are kind of like low lift and just get stuff done on my to-do list that I don't get to get done if I'm like on the go. Having these days helps me not only get things off my to-do list that are stressing me out that I need to do, but also it just feels like a mental reset. And I love to have a nice slow day. Maybe I'll schedule in like a little time to go lay in the park and just like be and on these slow days, but making a habit of scheduling in for me, slow days on purpose has been absolutely key for my mental health this year, but especially the summertime. Like I love, again, like I said, going to the park is my new, one of my new favorite things, bringing a cute little Arnold Palmer with me, bringing a book. Or if I want to scroll TikTok, I scroll TikTok. Or if I just lay there and listen to music, I lay there and listen to music. My friend Iman comes with me a lot because we live close to each other and we just go to this one park that we love so much. So scheduling in slow days as a habit is key for me right now. Okay. Also, another habit is learning and getting used to enjoying alone time. I think no matter who you are, I know some of us are, you know, in relationships, living with significant others, living with roommates, have families, you have kids. It can be hard to get alone time, but I think scheduling in even one activity to do by yourself, whether it's getting away for a fitness class or just going to a coffee shop for an hour and sitting there and doing something that you enjoy. I think that that, again, is such a mental reset, maybe taking yourself out to a little happy hour date. If you're a mom and you just need to get away for a second, taking yourself out to a cute little happy hour drinks apps just by yourself in the quiet. I think it's such a lovely mental reset. And I notice that when I spend not like too much alone time, because then I start like isolating myself, but I spend time alone that's actually on purpose alone doing something that makes me feel like I'm treating myself. Whether again, it's laying at the park or going to a bar and reading at the bar, which is one of my favorite activities. I've said so many times I love, especially when I go to New York, there's something about sitting at like a chic bar with a book drinking a martini that I love. It feels like such a treat. So that could be another example of something you could do alone. If you guys have not listened to my episode, my recent episode with my friend Kimberly, we did one on crafting like your perfect solo day. And we have so many ideas in there for alone time um, and activities and things like that you can do. So I would definitely go listen to that episode. It's a couple episodes back. All right. Now we're getting into the soul the soul, the soul. Habits to feed our soul to make us just feel better. I feel like the mind and soul connection, like some of these could definitely overlap. I think the meditation is something that could definitely overlap for the soul as well, as well as the mind. For me, the mind was more about resetting and like getting rid of like the daily top level anxieties that I have and allowing myself to think more clearly. The soul is almost like a deeper connection with self. So we'll get into some of these here. Okay. My simple morning routine is a habit that I have every single morning for my soul. So we're talking about getting the light in my eyes for a second, stretching for a hot second. Some days I stretch more than others. I try not to drink coffee in the first like hour or so. Like I'll get up and drink a bunch of water, start making my breakfast in the morning because 
I just find I'm a better person if I just have a protein filled breakfast in the morning with like fats and fiber and everything like that as well. So I have my water, I have my supplements, and then I have my process of going through my my French press coffee process. And that's another thing I'm trying to learn more about. That's another thing I've learned about on Skillshare is like the grinding of the beans and the sourcing of the beans. And I'm trying to figure out what coffee I like. Like it's a fun little activity for me to do. And the French press process takes about 10 minutes for me. I grind up my own beans with my little grinder that I have from like Amazon. And I pour my water over. I let it sit for like eight minutes. And then I have my cute little coffee and my mug and I get to working usually in the morning. So that time in the morning for me to kind of slow down is key for my soul. And there's something about the coffee making process that is just good for the soul for me. I'm also trying to drink less caffeine. So I've been getting coffee beans that have like less caffeine in them, which is definitely on purpose. And I have my half and half in there. I have my coconut sugar. It just feels really, really, really good. So I love that. And that's my morning habit for the soul. It's like instead of pressing a button and getting coffee out immediately, or I also do love my morning walk to go to like Phil's or something as well. But there is something about that slow process that makes me feel indulgent and makes me just take time for myself. And I listen to music or a podcast or something usually, or sometimes in silence. I actually spend quite a lot of time in silence and I don't realize that I'm in silence until like, you know, I have been sitting in silence for like two hours and I'm like, wait a minute, (laughs) you should probably like have something like lively going on around me right now. Okay. So this kind of goes along with the mental diet we talked about earlier about, you know, trying to be more positive and thought and everything. So when I wake up in the morning, I try to immediately think positive thoughts on purpose. So if I wake up in the morning and I'm really tired, I try to switch that to like, okay, I'm really happy I woke up this morning, it's going to be a great day. And I try to think of everything that could go right that day and just kind of put myself in a good mood. It's almost like that thing where if you smile for a second, your brain genuinely doesn't matter if you're forcing it or not. If you smile, your brain automatically like sends you happy chemicals. You know what I mean? So it's like one of those things. It's kind of like even if you fake it till you make it for a hot second, trying to string those moments together, even if it's going to be a hard day, It's so key. So for me, I try to get control of my thoughts early in the morning. And I don't do this like aggressively. Like if I have a bad thought, I don't like scream at myself internally. (laughs) I just try to switch the thought to like, oh, you're doing it again. Let's let's switch it over here to something more positive. So again, I try to think about like how how everything could go right today and how it's going to be such a great day immediately upon waking up. And that's been really helpful to just start the day off on a good foot. Another thing I do for my soul is I listen to like affirmation tapes while I sleep. So... I do this on YouTube. There's not a specific one that I listen to, but it's kind of like it feels a little bit woo woo. But I go to sleep with my I put my laptop on like super low, somewhat near my bed or I listen to it on my Alexa. And it's just like you can search on YouTube like affirmations for money, affirmations for beauty, like manifesting affirmations. Uh, I have a lot of ones that are like like trusting the universe, like I trust the timing of my life. I trust all these things. And I have that playing super low in like throughout my sleep, they have like eight hour sleep tapes, basically literally all over YouTube that you can listen to. So I'll listen to those while I sleep. I feel like it just puts me in a calm headspace to go to sleep and to wake up because I usually wake up within, you know, with those playing. So that's one that I do that's like a little cheesier, but I love it. Next, what's really important, I think you should you should do this consistently over the course of, you know, your life as you change and you grow older and the things that you like and things you don't like and as you change. But I want you to sit down and write down a list of things that make you happy. And it doesn't need to be big things like being in the perfect relationship or making a million dollars. Like it can be little things. Like for me, it's the artisan goods that I pick up at the general store when I go on a trip or something like my little pickled red onions. They make me so happy. (laughs) Things like that. So I write down little things that make me happy. Artisan goods is one. Dinner parties is one alone time is one reading at a or reading a book at a bar with a martini is one. And I write these down like on a list and then I figure out a way to implement these things in weekly or daily if I can as consistently as possible, because it's just those little things every single day that can make your day so great. Um, my coffee in the morning. So notice little things when you're doing them. Notice what makes you happy and do those things. Another thing that I did recently was I love little like day trips going around Los Angeles because this city is so great, but I find myself usually too busy 
and in the grind of every day to like actually explore. So exploring LA is something that makes me really happy. And I recently went to Topanga Canyon with my friend. We went around, we took content. So we were still working, but we went to like a little vintage store. We went to like the general store in Topanga. We got some ice cream. Uh, We were out in nature. We went to like a little fruit stand in Malibu. It was just a really good day. So connecting with nature is important to me. So that's something I try to do every single day. So notice these little things that you love and just reverse engineer a happy day by saying this is what I like to do and then implementing those things every single day into your life because that becomes like who you are. It's just a, a habit to have little healthy, happy habits, basically. But writing them down on a list is it's good for clarity's sake. And it's also good because you're like, oh, shit, I haven't done one of these in like such a long time. And they're so simple. Like, I need to go do this right now. All right. I would say a consistent thing for me is regularly unfollowing people that do not inspire me or they do the opposite. They like actually piss me off. (laughs) So I either unfollow or mute a lot. I love the mute button. I also don't do a lot of scrolling on social media unless it's TikTok. And I feel like I'm on a really good side of TikTok that's like, makes me feel good about myself, thankfully for my algorithm. So I love to make sure I'm cleaning up my social media diet, so to speak, as much as possible. And then let's see what else for the soul. This kind of goes along with like little things that make me happy, but I love inspiration. I love reading like little poetry quotes and looking at beautiful photos. So I go on Pinterest pretty much every day and it's almost built into my day like it's a part of my job. It kind of is because I do find a lot of inspiration for things on there. I'll find inspiration for even like podcast episode ideas or content ideas or, you know, meals and things like that for the day to day. But I I'll put that in like an inspiration time into my day like it's as important as me doing admin for my work, which to me it really is. But it also just gives me a lot of joy to scroll on Pinterest. This doesn't mean I like live on Pinterest or on social media and don't like live my life outside of that. But it's just something I can do. I can set a timer for like 10 minutes and aggregate a bunch of inspiration from things, whether it's travels to the next set of merch for note to self or whatever it is. I feel like it just kind of gets my creative juices flowing. And I, I find a lot of joy in Pinterest. So I implement that most days that I can. All right. Another one. I make it a habit to get out of my comfort zone in big ways, but also little ways. I think the little ways can be really important. So I try to make sure every day I'm doing something that feels a little scary, whether it's sharing something on the internet that maybe I'm like, I feel very vulnerable about. Maybe it's having a conversation with someone that feels, again, vulnerable. I have a lot of fear around vulnerability, obviously. So that's easy for me to confront because I have full control over what I share with whether it's an audience or a loved one. Those little ways that I feel like I'm kind of jumping off of a mini cliff, you know, like I'm just like hoping that someone catches me or I hoping that it reaches someone in the way that I want it to. I think that those little fears conquering a little bit every day is so helpful to my overall confidence in general. But I feel like it's a little way to get better every single day. So that's something that's important to me. Even sometimes it can be kind of scary to brainstorm like more macro goals in my life. So if I like sit there and I write down a list of like what I want for the next five years or what me right now wants for the next five years, which could always change. But what I want for the next five years, even if I put down like goals that feel really crazy, that's even a little way to confront fear in my every single day. So I try to do that as much as possible. Again, in big and little ways, there's obviously big ways to get out of your comfort zone, moving or skydiving or, you know, I don't know, whatever it is you want to do. Those are the big ways you can. But for me, the little micro ways are the ones that have changed my life for the better more often, I think. And then they allow me like kind of a path to push towards the more macro level getting out of my comfort zone experiences. Okay, so another one for the soul, and this is actually the last one, but it might be the most important. I think it's definitely something we talk about on Note to Self a lot, and it kind of goes along with the facing of those little fears. It's practicing confidence every day. So this is kind of about owning yourself and your who you are right now, where you are right now, flaws and all. And for me, a good way to build confidence, we talk about like, I talk a lot about reverse engineering things. So let's say I want to be confident. Okay, what does it mean to be confident for me? I think the base of confidence is trusting yourself. So in order to trust yourself, you have to prove yourself trustworthy. 
So for me, that means showing up for myself in little ways. That means booking that workout class and or booking my two sessions with Chelsea every week and showing up and going to those because that means my brain now can see, okay, you set out this goal, you showed up and you did it. Fitness is easy because it's easy for me to track, but I've been doing these workouts with her since October. And not only have I mentally trained myself to feel like I can trust myself more because I know I show up to these every single week when we do have them, unless obviously traveling is throwing a wrench in my plans. Showing up to them, getting up in the morning, going to the workouts has helped me mentally with showing up for myself. And then obviously seeing the results physically has added a new layer of that and more motivation and stuff like that. But actually just going every single Monday, Wednesday and not avoiding it, not making excuses has been a really important practice for me to trust myself. So let's say you make a to-do list for your day and you say, I'm going to meditate for five minutes, like we talked about earlier. If you sit down and meditate and prove to yourself and your brain that you can trust you to do the things that you have set out for yourself to do, especially these little things, these little micro things, you start trusting yourself more. And to me, that's what's been at the center of building my confidence is trusting myself, holding myself accountable, knowing I can rely on myself to show up for myself. So I think it's important when you're thinking about building these lists of your to-do lists and stuff like that too. You don't need to go too hard. Like you can't do everything because that's kind of how the person I am. I'm like, okay, this is my to-do list. I'm going to do all of these things. You need to make it realistic so you can actually achieve these things in order to even show yourself you can trust yourself. Because if you give yourself too much, you're not going to be able to do it most likely. And then you're going to have this like weird situation where you have like self-loathing that you didn't get this done. And then that's like the opposite of trusting yourself. So get, be realistic and do these little things that you know will improve your day. If it's cooking your own meals, if it's the meditation, if it's the stretching, promise yourself you're going to implement one of these habits or a couple of these habits into your daily life and then actually prioritize doing it. Because that's what's going to build confidence in yourself. It's what build confidence for me. So I think that that's a really important thing for your soul. An important thing to end on is keep in mind to be realistic. But if you can show up for yourself in these ways, I think by the end of summertime, by the end of the next couple of months, you're going to be a whole new level of confident in yourself. Even if you already are right now, I think we can always be a little more confident because there's so many times that I have self-doubt or I feel like I'm failing myself or whatever it is. And I try to implement habits like these and stick to them in order to rebuild that confidence in myself. So that is what I'm doing this summer, attempting to do properly this summer, very consistently to make my summer the best summer ever to have a healthy summer and to just give myself a good baseline to live the hottest girl summer of my life, as we have discussed. So I also think I want to leave you guys with a note to self because I thought about this and it kind of goes along with the what we were just talking about. One of my friends and I, like I said, we went to Topanga and we had the best time ever. And we were talking about her starting a podcast and she was like, okay, I've been wanting to start a podcast. I get this from so many people. Like they want to start a podcast, but they don't know where to start and they don't, they need almost like, they need some kind of motivation or inspiration to start. And I have so many friends um, who do social media or who don't do social media who are like, I've actually recorded like two episodes. I'm just too scared to put them out. And I always share with them that the first episode of Note to Self came about a year after I knew I wanted to start a podcast. And one thing I would change about my journey so far, the only thing is starting sooner because this is the best job ever, one. But two, the episode is called episode one, just start the fucking podcast. And I was super unsure about where this was going to go, but I knew I just needed to start it. It's something that takes me back to what Lauren Bostic and Michael Bostic say a lot. Start fast or, you know, launch fast and adjust as you go. That's so true. So anyway, she was asking me like, hey, I've recorded an episode, but can you listen to it and like kind of give me approval for it? And I was like, listen, Jamie, I can help you sometimes with like photos. Like if we're going to post a photo on Instagram, we're like, what's which one's the best for the cover photo? Like which one catches the eye better in case we get on the explore page and like you want someone to click on it. Those are easier. But I'm like, podcast is so unique to you. And if you are asking me permission for what's going to work for you, if you're asking me for some level of approval for your own internal thoughts, if they're quote good enough or not, you're not going to be a good podcaster anyway. Like I cannot listen to your podcast and then like approve the episode for you. 
because it's not about me. It's about you and what you bring to the space. And that's the only way you get good at this is if you kind of just say fuck it and throw some stuff at the wall and do what you do best and share your life and your perspective as you do. And I think that that for me, it's one of those things, like I say on note to self, a lot of this is about me talking to myself. Like in my brain, I know what's right, but like I don't always act that way or think that way when it comes to me because everyone has their doubts. Everyone needs approval in their own ways. And she looked at me after I said that and she was like, wait, that was actually like pretty profound. And I was like, I know I need to like listen to my own self sometimes. Sometimes I surprise myself, but I think it can go on a more like macro level, not just talking about podcasting. I think that for me, I need to remind myself to not search for approval or some kind of like validation when it comes to my own thoughts and the the way that I choose to live my life. I think I do a pretty good job of this regardless, but I, I think that it's easy sometimes for some of us to seek outside approval for everything that we do or what we want to do or the things that we enjoy or what we wear. And I think note to self for me has always been about coming back to self and not needing that approval and saying, you know what? I like this. This is my style or this is what I like. And sometimes it takes a little digging to figure out exactly what it is that you like. Hence the list of, you know, writing down the things that you love to do or writing down the things you love in your life or making the vision board of your style or whatever it is. You can do research to find out what it is that you like. But I think always boiling it down to focusing on yourself and your life and what you want and your message and what you want to bring to the world or to your friends or to your family. I have to remind myself all the time to stop seeking that external validation. And I want to remind you of that this week. Definitely go out there, do things this week that make you feel the most yourself and do them unapologetically. Because again, that's another thing that feeds into confidence is really being able to not only find yourself and figure out who that is, but practice it every single day. And that's something that came to me yesterday. And I was like, damn, I really need to remember that every single day. So with that, uh, those are my healthy habits for the summertime. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Come find me on Instagram at Peyton Sarton, and I will talk to y'all in the next episode. Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind the scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.